0: What is up, people, and welcome to Studio Day, Heffrey. I got to say, I love that Peyton and Elon Monday Night Football thing. I just got to tell you that right now, okay? They don't need as many guests as they've been getting, but I really do enjoy the bit. It's a good bit. Just too many guests, especially with the delay that they have, which leads to them just talking over each other and getting confused. Uh, There was a couple of things that I neglected to get to in yesterday's breakdown that were pointed out to me. And so I want to knock those out, and then I want to talk to you guys about a couple of other things, okay? First thing, apologies to Micah Parsons. I think I put him in the title, and I planned to talk about him, and I didn't. But eight total pressures for a rookie linebacker that was playing defensive end. What a monster, including one of the plays of the game on Justin Herbert when they were down on the goal line, and they had the touchdown taken away for the illegal shift. And then Micah Parsons gets a sack on Herbert that loses them 20 yards. And I got to tell you, if you're a Chargers fan that is upset and like, oh, we got hosed, the league was helping the Cowboys, first of all, you're a crazy person, okay? J. Ron Curse made a clean pass breakup and interception on Jared Cook. They got called uh, a P.I., Asante Samuel got there early on fourth and five and P.I. to Mari Cooper and it didn't get called. Like, whatever calls you think were messed up, it's at least a wash, chill out. So, on the Parsons one, here's what happened to Justin Herbert. He's used to, when he has a clean pocket and he drops back to buy more time, he's like, oh, God, let me just get back here and get more time. He's not used to a dude that's coming off the block running a freaking 4-3 at him. So, Micah Parsons, a salute to you, sir. Even if you didn't want to be, oh, he wasn't in the grasp. We shouldn't call that a sack. Fine. It was intentional grounding. The ball is going to be back there anyway. Chill out. Parsons killed it. He's incredible. I apologize to Micah Parsons for not wanting to pick him in the top 12. Uh, he's a beast, okay? He's great. And we'll get into how often he needs to be rushing the passer. The answer is a lot. We'll get into that in just a little bit. Now, a lot of people are talking about the clock management at the end of the game. And I realize even Mike McCarthy is talking about how he and Kellen Moore couldn't see a clock, whatever. That's a terrible excuse. I don't give a crap if your clock went away. The idea that in your head, you don't know that, oh, it went away at 27. We must be at 26, 25, 24. Chill out. That's dumb. What Mike McCarthy should do is tell the truth, which is we were in a tricky situation, and we handled it almost as good as we could have. Now, hear me out because I know you're going to tell me I'm a crazy person and I'm a McCarthy apologist or whatever. I know hating Mike McCarthy is really popular. I don't. So you get down there, and you hand a ball to Tony Pollard on a jet sweep, with 33 seconds left. So by the time that he gets up and you should be hurrying back to the line, it's at about 25 seconds, right? What Mike McCarthy did acknowledge and that is true is they thought the Chargers would call a timeout. Here's why. Right now it's third down and what, three, four, whatever. What I want in the comments today is what did you want them to do? What would have been your perfect time management and I think everyone's answer is hurry up to the line, throw a pass, gain 10 yards, right? That's, that's the perfect way to play it, is for your quarterback to hustle the team up to the line, have a play called, gain 10 or 12 yards on a pass play, then call your timeout uh, to get ready to kick the field goal. Now, there are variables that go into this because you needed to get three or four yards, if you throw an incompletion, well, now you've left 20 seconds on the clock. It's fourth down. You're still kicking from the same spot. That stopped clock means you will not have the ball last. The goal of a four-minute drill, and the Cowboys had a chance to run a four-minute drill, and they ran it not quite to perfection because they didn't get as far down the field as you'd like, but they did the next best thing, which is they took all four minutes, and they kicked the field goal as time expired. That's important other team you don't want to get the ball back the Chargers should have called a timeout after Pollard got tackled they should have stopped the clock to make the Cowboys make a decision on what do you want to do with this play and then they can call another timeout if you complete a pass or if you run a ball and you don't get the first down and they're going to get the ball back McCarthy's real answer And I don't know why he won't just stand on it is they should have called timeouts. They didn't. So we were left with the decision of, in real time, hurry up to the line and run a pass play where earlier in the game, Dak took a sack on a pass play that took us out of field goal range. And if we throw an incompletion, we're going to stop the clock for them, leave them three timeouts, still kick a 56-yarder, and if we miss it, they got 15 seconds from damn near midfield with three timeouts in their pocket. They were not in a clean situation for, oh, they screwed it up big time. They should have done X because what they should have done and what I wish they had done is hurried to the line, ran a pass play, and completed it but i can't control the and completed it part. If they don't complete it, then you're going to let the chargers have the ball again. Whether you get 3 points before or not, they're going to get to touch the ball last. You don't want that. Right now, you're in a zero risk situation kicking from 56. I mean, let's say block it and run it back or whatever. Anything else you did came with risk of giving the chargers the ball back. So really, What you wish happened is that the jet sweep worked better and Pollard gained 10 yards instead of three yards. That's what you wish. But the idea that they totally butchered the end of the game, I disagree with. But I'm open in the comments to you telling me how they butchered it and what you wish they would have done. Keeping in mind, they had one timeout. They were about to run a third down play. The Chargers had three timeouts. You draw up what would have been perfect. It's not easy. They had... Next to running to the line, running a pass play, and completing said pass play, they did the next best thing, and they did the one that came with no risk of losing the game. All right, now, from my guy Jesse on Twitter. He said, video today, topics I'd like touched on. J. Ron Curse, great game, and going forward, Cowboys will have a decision to make and that is how many snaps are all their safeties going to get? Because when you get Donovan Wilson back, J. Ron Kirsten did play a great game. He had the pick on Jared Cook that was a bad penalty call. Early in the second half, he had a bat down on a play to Jared Cook. He made multiple stops right around the line of scrimmage. J. Ron Kirsten played really well. Cowboys are getting very lucky. Now, they also run a big nickel package where they play three safeties. I believe they opened the game in it with KZ, Hooker, and curse on the field. So at times, they'll play three safeties. So when Wilson gets back, you decide which three are the best. You put them out there. Um, Malik Hooker made a play in the game. I don't think he had a great game, but he did make a play that was a big play in that game, a tackle for loss that set them up for another tackle for no gain that set them up for fourth down. Uh, KZ is getting a turnover every week. So the Cowboys are getting real lucky because they again, they again did exactly what they do at safety. And what they do at safety is they put no resources into it whatsoever. KZ's playing for peanuts. Hooker's playing for peanuts. Wilson's a six-round pick. Curse is playing for around peanuts. They put nothing into it, but they're playing well. You can credit the individual players. You can credit Dan Quinn. You can credit whoever you want. But they do have a decision to make on J. Ron Kurse, Donovan Wilson, how many safeties will be on the field at once, and which ones do you want on the field? Because Donovan Wilson hasn't done anything to lose playing time, but J-Ron certainly had a game that earns playing time. Jesse's next one, Osa, good game. He had four or five total pressures. He was a solid run defender. Oso Digizua, your third-round defensive tackle, is off to a nice start. Uh, that was a promising game for him. Parsons I talked about. He wanted to know, will they let Randy Gregory and Parsons rush together? I think going forward, the answer is yes, only because if Parsons is Von Miller, that's more valuable than if Parsons is Luke Keekley Now, he does have a unique skill set where he can do all of those different things. I think there was an Ed Werder tweet where in week one, Micah Parsons forced four tight window throws, which is like one of the highest numbers ever for a linebacker in a game. That was his first professional game. In his second professional game, he had the most pressures in the NFL. Uh, that's a pretty talented dude, but he needs to rush a good amount of the time. Pollard versus Zeke. Obviously, Pollard is making a case for more and more and more touches, and I got no problem with them going more to a 50-50 split, and if Pollard keeps outperforming Zeke, you keep moving the slider. More to Pollard. What a salary, whatever, I don't care. You just do what the game tells you to do. You let it keep playing out, and however it plays out dictates how you play those guys. Did they do enough on the D-line, and is that a result of better linebacker players at Dan Quinn? Dan Quinn gets a lot of credit for what's happening on this defense. They're less predictable than they've ever been. Guys are being put in a position to succeed. Guys are being asked to do things that they're good at. I give Dan Quinn a lot of credit for what's going on right now. How did you think Hooker played? Okay at best, but he did make one big play. And what can we do about the corner position? If you're not going to sign somebody like Richard Sherman, I don't think there's an upgrade available in real time. So you're waiting on boss man fat. If you're not making a trade, you're waiting on Kelvin Joseph to see if you want to let him play for Anthony Brown. I have no idea. And multiple people ask this question, Uh, including Dean, I have no idea why Maurice Kennedy can't get on the field. All he did in camp and in practice was play really, really well and be one of the Cowboys' two best corners. No idea why he can't get on the field, but they're not going to do it. Mario, one of the MVPs here, he said, what did you think of Jalen? Provided somewhat of a surprise, but would love to hear a more professional opinion about his play. I thought Jalen was okay, Um Like Hooker, he made a couple of plays that were good plays that helped you win the game. One chasing Eckler all the way across the field for a three-yard gain on a pass play. Uh, The other one, when they confused Herbert into thinking they were in man coverage, and he managed to get out there to the flats, had help from a corner coming down, and managed to stop him to force a fourth down. So Jalen made a couple of good plays, but you'll also see points in that game when the Chargers were having their 8-10-12-yard to to gash run plays A lot of that is Jalen getting just locked up and blown off the ball by an offensive lineman. So a little up and down, but enough for you to win the game. So I'm not killing Jalen today. I know that's popular too. Kill McCarthy, kill Jalen. Those are the popular things. I'm not doing either of those things today. Uh, Donald hated the clock management, which I've already gone over. Jeff Hardy would like to make a trade for OJ Howard, one of your current tight ends, and a third round pick. Let's say you, I say you're fine at tight end. You don't have a star. You don't have anybody who has uh, an elite trait for an, uh, col- for pfft, college for an NFL starter. But Jarwin and Schultz, they do the job. They do the job. They vibe with Dak. The Schultz catch on a really good Dak throw while he was under pressure on that little out route it was a great catch. They do the job. You don't need to upgrade tight end, and you're not great at tight end, but you're getting the job done, and I'm not worried about it. Uh, Let's talk about KZ from Anthony. Did that, handled that, and Jacob, clock management was horrible. Is that Dak, McCarthy, or both? You can blame whoever you want, but I didn't hate their clock management because I'm a crazy person. All right, leave in the comments what you want to talk about tomorrow. I appreciate that. And uh, keep in mind, make sure you have your notifications turned on at youtube.com slash Jeff Cavanaugh. You don't want to miss anything. Been going live sometimes. And uh, remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through. So be cool to everybody. I love you. Bye.